1: Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I See you in my travels.
0: And I'll be hanging. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the first show of twenty twenty-two. Travels with Charlie. Great to be with you this afternoon. My executive producer and longtime friend Brad Furland. Joining me in studio today. Good afternoon to you, Brad.
1: Hello, Charlie. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you. When do you actually stop saying Happy New Year to people? I don't
1: know. Uh, when well, you become unhappy, I think. <laughs> well, Happy New
0: Year to you. We haven't seen each other, of course, since our uh, uh, our, our famous uh, politically incorrect Christmas party, which we held here on WDEV for the first time. On December 20th as a fundraiser for the Waterbury Area Food Shelf. And I'd just like to give an update on that uh, fundraiser before we get to our first guest and tell you who's coming on the show today. Because that was just, as Bernie used to say, huge success. We raised over $2,000 for the Waterbury area food shelf. In fact, I just got a check today here at the WDEV from one of our sponsors, Scott Milne from Milne Travel American Express for $200, which puts us, puts us well over $2,200 in donations and cash donations to the food shelf. And as you attest to, Brad, we had a trunk load of food that was dropped off here by the the great listenership that we have here at wdev they dropped off all kinds of food for the food shelf
1: yeah it was awesome what a great effort and of course uh mike casella here in studio was amazing too and his donation
0: absolutely that uh, you know thanks to mike casella from casella waste systems and of course uh steve gentile from morgan stanley who were the uh those are the guys that put us way over the top in donations so certainly Thanks to them uh, for doing that. Uh, again, over $2,200 raised and a truckload of food. Thanks to Casella, Steve Gentile, and Milne Travel American Express for for helping us uh, with that. And and something you know, you and I have known each other for quite some time, Brad. And I always think of you as from St. Albans and from the Burlington area, from actually from Colchester. Uh, but I never realized that you had some ties to Waterbury.
1: Yeah, uh, my grandfather was psychiatrist here at the state hospital from the late 20s until uh, the 60s when he retired and went into private practice. But he and my grandmother lived right on the hospital grounds. I was visiting here as a kid for, you know, all the time. Luce's store was down below here at WDEV. All my clothes came from Luce's <laughs> store in, in, in Waterbury, Vermont. Was that and, like an original 5 and dime kind of store? It was. It yeah. was it was the everything store. Yeah.
0: You and, could go in there and get socks, uh, ties, uh, t-shirts, underwear, everything, right? Pajamas. Probably ammunition too.
1: Probably. I didn't I was I was pretty young. I didn't have my gun until I was 10, so <laughs>
0: Uh, well, Brad, uh, thanks for sitting in uh, today with me. We got a great show lined up. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, you know, beginning a new year here, uh, Travels with Charlie. In 2019, we started uh, a video series along with Brad. You know, Brad was the impetus uh, behind that uh, when I would retired from my full-time gig. Uh, doing a morning show in 2018 and thought I was done, that's it, I'm going to go on to be a drummer. And uh <laughs> that never materialized, although that will, and I'll bring that up in a future program uh, at some point here. I finally got a drum set. Yeah. I got a drum kit uh, over uh, the holiday vacation, so we'll be working on that. But uh, thanks to Brad uh, for the forty-some odd videos that we shot, "Travels with Charlie." And then an opportunity arose, and we said, "Hey, let's do a radio thing." Uh, so "Travels with Charlie" comes to radio. We did that in April of 2019, and and here we are, um, you know, back on radio after retiring from my morning show. And I'm certainly grateful. To the listeners that have made this show popular, uh, to the sponsors, you know, we couldn't do this without the help of all of our sponsors. So again, thanks to all of them, and I'll quickly announce uh, who those sponsors are, Jolly Convenience Stores, Casella Waste Systems, and Mill Travel American Express, and if you would like to be a sponsor of this program, it's very simple, all you have to do, you can email me, and especially, you know, if you have any ideas, any topics, of uh, you know, guests that you'd like to have on the program, or if you have criticism of the program, or you you Love the show. Always love to hear from you. C Papillo Radio at gmail.com. It's pretty simple, although Papillo is never that easy to spell. So I'll spell it for you. P A P I L L O Radio. You know how to spell that. At gmail.com. C as in Charlie. C Papillo Radio at gmail.com. Well, let's get right into today's show because we have got a full program lined up for you today. One of my favorite guests on my morning show, Chef Courtney Contos, former kitchen store owner, teacher, chef, now a health coach. She's going to be joining us at uh, for the second half of the program today. You know, this time of year, you know, people have resolutions. It's always, you know, getting in shape, losing weight. Any resolutions, Brad?
1: Uh, keeping happy New Year happy. <laughs>
0: well, that's, and, and usually you can do that by not having resolutions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because they always fail, especially if it's losing weight, right? Well, I ate my way through the holidays, so. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: boy, and that's all on top of the COVID-15 that I put on, you know. Oh, right. So, <laughs> well, my first guest today, both started their political careers in the House, and now both serve in the Senate. Won't you please welcome to Travels with Charlie from Chittenden County, Democratic Senator Kesha Rahm Hinsdale, and from Franklin County, Republican Senator Corey Parent. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining me today on Travels with Charlie. Thanks,
2: Charlie. Great to be here, and thanks for what you're doing to tackle hunger.
0: Yes. <laughs> Corey, how you doing?
3: I'm doing well, and you can't get away from those St. Albans guys, can you? Between Ernie and now, you got Brad there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Combination. So this this sounds like yeah. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, you know, people are listening, going, "Oh, what is this? We're gonna have we're gonna have a WWE, uh, you know, match in the in the uh, in the ring here. You know, Corey in this side of the ring, and Kesha on the other side of the ring. You know, opposite sides, parties, opposite parties. One from Chittenden County, one from Dem- one from from Franklin County. Uh, uh but let's see if there's any common ground there at all and we're going to talk about uh, some of the things going on in the legislature this upcoming session but first off Corey, let's you know address the the elephant in the room are you running for any other office uh, seeking higher office
3: i i uh i am not i uh i don't know your listeners know but my wife and i welcomed our, our second child just a few months ago uh in the beginning or middle of October, we had a little girl and we have a three year old son. So, uh, you know, I think staying close to home is important, especially, uh, help, you know, raise them. And, you know, I drop them off and pick them up every day at daycare. And, you know, those are you know things that are harder to do when you got to be in Brattleboro or Bennington or where you have to be to run statewide. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with, with the work we're getting done in the state Senate. And, you know, I still think we have. Uh, a lot to offer there, and you know, like I said, you know, just this point in time in my life, and with my kids, uh, you know, I, I think it's more important to be home than than necessarily to run for lieutenant governor or another office.
0: Well, certainly, lots of excitement with Senator Pant Leahy announcing that he's not seeking re-election. That we're seeing already openings in in the lieutenant governor's office, in Congress, in the Senate. Kesha, uh, there's been a lot of discussion about you going for one of those offices. Uh, have you? Made up your mind yet, or are you ready to make uh, make an announcement here on Travels with Charlie? Wouldn't that be great today? Breaking news. (laughs) My milestones aren't quite
2: as exciting um, as Senator Perrin's, and I think our first point of common ground is his new daughter is just the cutest and sweetest, and we were glad to see her uh, virtually on the Senate floor the other day. Um, I got married this past summer and have been discussing a lot of these decisions with my husband and thinking them through uh, I will have news for Vermonters very soon. Not ready to announce today. So sorry, Charlie, oh. on your first show of the year. <laughs> um, but but Vermonters can can expect to hear from me soon and. Uh, you know, really keeping my ear to the ground on what they need at this
0: point. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll await that, uh, that announcement uh, coming up shortly with Kesha Rahm Hensdale along with, uh, Corey Parent on Travels with Charlie this afternoon. Before we get into some issues, let's, let's talk a little bit about each of your personal life and kind of introduce you to, to the listening audience. Kesha, you first, uh, you and I met, of course, years ago on, uh, my previous program. And, uh, I, I knew a little bit about you, but, you know, doing some, some background on you, I just found out, uh, that, uh Indian immigrant father, Jewish-American mother. Now, I knew that, but this is the thing that I find very interesting. Your parents ran an Irish pub. You've you got to tell me more about this. <laughs>
4: you know, um, I, I, if you
2: know Indians well, they really love Irish pubs, so it's not too far off, um, but, you know, it's a true American story. Um, my mother had the MBA. My father had this drive to Make Indian food, Irish food, Italian food. He had, it, there was pizza involved. So it was a great place to grow up as a kid. And we would wait tables and run around the restaurant and, uh, you know, sometimes on the bar side and sweep up peanut shells. And, um, you know, I think that's a story that's really only possible in, in a country like ours. And I think it's shaped a lot of who I am today and my desire to know the stories of, you know, anyone who who reaches out to me or walks through the
0: door. Absolutely. That's a great story. Corey, let's talk a little bit about your background. Of course, uh, you know, I've known you uh, for quite some time. Of course, uh, again, i met you from my previous radio, radio program. And, you know, that was when, you know, my partner at the time, Ernie Farrar, uh, we heard about uh, you and your dad driving. A, well, your dad was doing the driving. He drove a Drake's. Products truck route, uh, and you would yeah. go along with him, and you were you were sort of forced to listen to the Charlie and Ernie show. <laughs> uh, and and said said host later benefited from you, of course, dropping off ring dings and ho hos when you would visit us in the studio. What did you learn from you know driving around with your dad, and was that what sort of inspired you into getting into politics?
3: Yeah, I really think so. My dad um, just retired, actually, just a year ago from it, but for thirty years. Uh, was, you know, self-employed distributor for little Debbie's and Drake's. And, you know, I grew up, um, you know, too young to, to stay home alone, but probably, uh, too old to want anyone over to the house to babysit me or to go anywhere. So I started tagging along with my dad and in every town in Franklin County, you know, we'd stop at the convenience stores and he'd make his deliveries and. I'd start, you know, I'd go up to the, the local coffee club and every small town has one, that coffee spot where the crew gets in at five in the morning or six in the morning and talks about the issues. And, um, I, I would start talking to them and then I'd listen to, to you guys on the radio and I would read up on the issues that, you know, in the St. Albans messenger or, you know, the local paper about what, what those guys are talking about and come the next week and just really wanted to engage in the conversation and. Um, you know, I was doing this at 9, 10, 11, 12 years old and, and, and those conversations I think drew me to love politics and, yeah. and trying to figure out ways to make our community better. And um, you know, I, 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 you know, probably not a single conversation, but the collection of them probably were the catalyst for me wanting to, to, to be involved in these, uh, this type of work and, and to do it. And, you know, part of my, you know, favorite part of my job now is still going out and talking to people at events or, at a, at a coffee store in the morning and, you know, just, just yeah. hearing what, what's on people's minds as they head to
0: work. Yeah. My guest this afternoon on travels with Charlie Kesha Ram Hinsdale and Corey Parent, both senators. Uh, and Kesha was elected to the House in 2008, 2020 for the Senate. Corey elected to the House in 2015, Senate in 2019. So you've both served pre COVID era. Let me ask both of you, what obstacles have you observed due to virtual meetings? and which again, are going to be occurring again this year. Kesha, I'll go to you first.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if you, if you line up those dates, you know, I started in the House uh, during the free fall of the Great Recession and started in the Senate during the onset of the pandemic. Um, and, you know, I think it means that the problems you're trying to solve are more complex in a time when people are facing a lot of personal stressors as well as stressors at work. And so that simply adds to the need to sort of see each other in our humanity as much as possible, which can be challenging on Zoom. Now at the same time, um, I would never complain about the privilege of serving my community in this way or being able to do it remotely because there are so many frontline workers, educators, food service workers, you name it, who are spending all day in masks, you know, trying to communicate with with customers and young people uh, and patients, and you know their jobs are just far harder than ours. So anything we can do to support them, that's that's what I'm focused on. And, and uh, you know feeling like we can get through whatever portion of this session we need to it, it remotely, um, so that we can support them and make sure we don't. Right. Corey, what,
0: what sort of Corey, what sort of obstacles? Corey, what sort of obstacles have have you seen in in serving uh, virtually versus uh, being there in person? Any at all? Yeah,
3: I mean, I think it's so much of our work is about relationships. You know, Keisha and I have served in the House together, so I, I think it's unique. When she came into the Senate, we already had a, a pre-developed relationship, and, and honestly, Keisha and I, you know, she may disagree, but you know, she's always been someone that I found really that I was able to work with, and we may not agree on 80 or 90% of issues, but we respect each other, we respect where we come from, and, and we can have open dialogue to find, uh, Solutions, and you know, she came into the Senate. I think with that advantage of having pre-built relationships. You know, she's a newer senator uh, through COVID. You know, I I couldn't imagine being a new member who hadn't served a day in the legislature pre-COVID trying to come in and build those relationships.
1: Mm, exactly.
3: Um, you know that those that those of us who've been there so long have. You know, it's nothing for Keisha and I to send a text to each other, but had I not served a couple, th- you know, served with her in the House. We might not have had that kind of relationship built already. And so I, I, think that, that would be the hardest part. Um, you know, so much happens in the hallways, in the cafeteria. Right. Uh, in a traditional year that just can't happen, um, when we're remote. Yeah.
0: Corey have, and Kesha as well. I, have heard from some members of the legislature that they've seen more involvement from, uh, from constituents this way because they're able to, you know, they don't have to drive down to Montpelier. They can get on their computer. They can, they can join as well. Uh, well,
2: first, yeah, I just want to say... You know, oh, go ahead, Corey. Sorry.
0: No,
3: you can go ahead, Kisha.
2: I mean, I just want to agree with Corey that it, it's uh, been nice to be serving with him again, you know, as as folks rel- on the relatively younger side of the life horizon. Um, you know, we've always been able to collaborate on the needs of working families, uh, you know, folks who are just starting out their career with kids or buying their first home. Um, so I've always enjoyed that. And I just would emphatically say yes. I think we have more constituents paying attention; It's easier for, for folks to follow what we're doing, and I think it's uh, a hallmark of transparency. We should keep.
3: To,
0: to you agree, Corey? Corey,
3: I, I do. I, I think you know. I think at some point you have to bring us back to the building, but you know, I like the opportunity where people. You know, there are so many times, and I always felt bad. People would drive to Montpelier to testify, and then we'd get stuck on the floor, and we'd have to have them come back the next day if um, they were able to testify remotely and, and access state government from from their homes across Vermont, um, I, I think that's a positive. So I think, you know, things will change. It will never go back to the way they were. But, you know, the, the thing that I, I hope stays is just this access to being able to watch our meetings live and to – be able to engage with us uh, remotely while while we may be doing our work in the state house, the folks can't make it down themselves.
0: Sure, senators Corey Parent and Kesha Rahm Hinsdale on travels with Charlie this afternoon on WDEV. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, Kesha, you recently released uh, your 2022 legislative priorities. We'll discuss some of those and get Corey to chime in as well, as well as your, uh, your feedback here on WDEV. Give us a call at 244-1777-1877-291-8255. Phone lines are open. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.milnetravel.com. love, Huey Lewis, and the news, as Form continues the tradition of trying to stump me with bumper music. Okay, he did stump me. On the uh, the uh, the last program of the year. And I, that was because Brady Farkas was doing the – man, he was going deep. I don't know, some of the hits I just – well, welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining me on our first show of 2022 and first of many more this year here on WDEV. My guests uh, this – remainder of this uh, segment are Senators Corey Parent and Kesha Rahm Hinsdale. And we have open phone lines at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255 if you have a question for my guest. Kesha, as I mentioned, uh, you recently released your 2022 legislative priorities. Let's discuss some of those. And, Corey, maybe we'll see if there's some common ground there. One of the first priorities that you mentioned is affordable housing and home ownership. I find it hard that anyone could disagree on that. Kesha, I'll let you comment first. You know, I would
2: just say it's usually third or fourth on everyone's list, and I believe it's probably first on everyone's list this year. We've just seen the impact in the pandemic of not bringing a lot more housing online, not having a lot of movement. Uh, the vacancy rate in Chittenden County, at least, is 0.8%. That's the lowest vacancy rate in 20 years. So we have money to bring housing online. We should do it quickly, and I think where Corey and I have always had common ground is uh, getting some of the red tape out of the way. You know, sometimes permitting can really get in the way of good housing projects for lower- and middle-income people, and uh, so let's get it done this year.
0: Corey, are we going to get it done this year? Act 250 seems to be one of those barriers that needs to be uh, tweaked. Uh, When are we going to do that?
3: Yeah, I I hope we get to it. We've been trying, you know, for a number of years with the the Scott administration, it's been one of their priorities in it. It always seems to get caught up, uh, you know, in in a few committees in the legislature, but I know it's it's something I worked on my first term in the Senate. And I think, you know, especially places where we already have infrastructure, like let's let's look at, you know, communities like Casey represents in Burlington and, and I represent like St. Albans City and Swanton. We have to look at, you know, can we remove Act 250 where they already, where the process is really duplicative? But also maybe along with that is pushing these local municipalities to increase the density they, they allow in their local zoning. I mean, I know people in, in communities in Franklin County who'd build if, if their local zoning um, ordinances would, uh, would allow them to put, you know, a couple apartments, uh, you know, on their home or on another building they own or, or build more. I've got a buddy who was able to build eight units in the city of St. Albans a number of years ago, but with the amount of land really should have been able to build about 20. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they work with it with zoning. So I think those are those are issues, I think, you know, that don't cost taxpayer dollars really to fix. I mean, if you just look at zoning and increase density or get rid of, um, outdated parking requirements, you know, really allow folks to to develop in their own properties. And I think they will. I mean, you know, we, we've seen a boon in Franklin County, but housing prices have gone up with it. I mean, yeah. we, we added 39 homes to the town of St. Albans last year, um, where I work my day job, and, and that's not enough. We and, you, and,
0: you know, Corey and, and Kesha, that, that, how important that is when you, you mentioned affordable housing, because there's this, we need to attract people to Vermont, and I hear this from employers all the time. They, they have job openings. They offer a job to somebody, they come here, they go, wow, it's beautiful, love it, I'll take the job. They go out and they look for a home and they go, you know what, I can't afford to live here unless you pay me more. Yep.
2: This is at the root of our workforce crisis and workforce shortages as well right now. You look at nursing and they're in very popular areas to live and just simply can't find a home and are turning down contracts, leaving our our, uh, regular nurses without any support in this crisis.
0: So let's get into another one of uh, the areas, uh, legislative priority, Kesha, and that is criminal justice and policing reform. A couple of things that you bring up, ending uh, qualified immunity, eliminating cash bail, ending life sentence without parole. I'll give you an opportunity to discuss that because it just seems like it, on, the, on the surface uh, we're doing more to discourage people to serve in law enforcement.
2: You know, I, I mean, I work a lot with law enforcement in my other life. And you know, they, they can disagree, they can call in and disagree, but in a lot of ways, I think the root of the problem is we're asking our police officers to tackle society's deepest problems, mental health, poverty, uh, lack of education and other support for young people. And we put it all on our policing system. It puts them in untenable situations. Um, and so you, you always see me in addition to these bills focused on things like funding municipal public safety conversations so we can think about what other solutions are out there to alleviate this burden and de-escalate situations without police involvement before we need to work on holding police officers accountable.
0: Corey, I'll give you a chance to to respond.
3: I I think this will be one of the places where where Keisha and I disagree. Um, You know, I I think there has to be some level of protection. You know, we, you know, I think getting rid of qualified immunity without some protection place would be like getting rid of a you know um medical malpractice insurance for doctors at, at some point there still needs you know some protection between uh, what you do for work and, and what in and, and what you have to do and and you know the last thing I want is you know sometimes when our police officers are reacting to situations thinking about uh, you know getting sued about something you know necessarily so I, I think you know, maybe there's room for reform but you know I'm not in favor of completely uh, getting rid of Immunity.
0: Chef Courtney Contos will be joining us here in just a moment. Health coach, uh, but uh, wrapping up here with uh, with Corey and uh, and Kesha Ram Hensdale. Uh, Corey, you recently wrote an op-ed piece called "Defending Democracy 100% of the time, not when it's politically advantageous." The Vermont House Committee on Government Ops debating legislative apportionment uh, and how the legislative districts will be drawn for the next decade. Just uh, give us a quick uh, synopsis of that, and we'll get to Kesha to respond.
3: Yeah, I mean, the House is about – well, they were going to vote it out Thursday, but they're going to vote it out tomorrow, is my understanding. A map that was the minority of the apportionment board, um, the majority uh, map has already gone out to BCAs. I think you continue to work on that one. We're We're actually, in this step of the process, two weeks ahead of where we were in 2012. So I don't buy the COVID argument that we have to rush this map out now. Um, in 2012, this wasn't passed by the house until January 30th. Uh, this step in the process. And, and to me, I mean, they've got me in a district where I live in the town of St. Albans is the map they're pushing in with uh, Swanton, Highgate, Franklin and Sheldon. Um, and while are all great towns I represent in the uh, Senate, uh, they don't think like St. Albans town. Their representation is very different. So I, I think, You know, there, there's a lot of, a lot more gerrymandering going on in the map that the, the house is putting out. And, and I know it's a two-step process, but I I think it's unfortunate. And I also talked about in the op-ed too, you know, we pushed vote by mail for general elections, but we didn't want to do it on town meeting days and we didn't want to do it for primaries. We only want to do it. It seems we, you know, the majority in Montpelier only wants to push these changes when it, when it seems to be politically advantageous. And there's no,
0: no, no time for, no time for a public comment period too. Am I correct?
3: Correct. So I just think it's, I just think it's rushed. I think we have got a few more weeks, uh, yeah. which is an eternity in, le- in legislative time, um, it's, you know. And so why not, you know, take a deep breath and, and work through this process uh, and get it done right for Vermonters.
0: Kesha, your thoughts on that?
2: Well, you know, this is an area where Corey and I have often caused some good trouble together. You know, I mean, I think we both just believe in transparency and as much access to dem- democracy as we can get. Um, this will come to my committee, Senate government operations, as well as a larger uh, group in the Senate. And, you know, the Senate is where the tea goes to cool, as they've always said in this country. And I think, you know, we do need to give people more time with these maps. It's really, unfortunately, a small group of people who pay close attention and, you know, then we do it again in 10 years um, but it's an educational moment and one that we should the vermonters really deserve to have some time with
0: absolutely kesha what are the items that you put in your priorities uh, for the 2022 legislative session ranked choice voting uh, I, I know when you think about that in Burlington it, it's been tried uh, it was it was uh, voted out again uh, they didn't keep it uh, why are you in favor of it Well,
2: you know, I was actually grateful to see the Rutland Herald uh, write a supportive article about this, you know, saying that it it sometimes creates more friendly elections. You know, people want to be folks second choice. So it takes some of that bitterness out of politics that we've been seeing lately. It, It saves money because you don't have to have a runoff election. It makes sure someone gets a majority and doesn't just have a plurality in the election. And it often allows for more diverse candidates to come forward. So, you know, I think it has it's not a partisan issue necessarily. And some people have seen elections, they don't like the outcome. We've seen elections where we don't like the outcome. You know, it's a system that we have. So I think it's just blaming a system that actually brings some efficiency and greater democracy to the process. A
0: couple of minutes left. Uh, your thoughts on ranked choice voting, Corey Parent, Senator Corey Parent.
3: I, I think, you know, I, I think we have a failed experiment in Burlington. And, you know, I, I would be very cautious to see something like this move forward i think um i think there are definitely reforms that can be made but you know i'm not i'm not sold 100 percent on this issue
0: question for both of you as we wrap things up here burlington discussing legalizing prostitution is that something that vermont should consider statewide kesha you first
2: you know, I, I was trying to think of something we could end on that where are and I would agree. I don't know if we're going to agree <laughs> on this one. this one either. Um, you know, I, I see it as, as not just legalizing prostitution, but bringing it into the light, regulating, you know, this type of work that we know happens. You know, people use their bodies in ways that can deteriorate them in a lot of different jobs. Um, this kind of work happens, and the more it's brought into the light, the more you're making sure people are safe and making these choices of their own free will and aren't caught up in drug addiction um, and things that are pushed into the darkness. So I, I'm a supporter of having this conversation.
3: Corey? Uh, I, I think Kish is right. We're not we're not going to agree on this one, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think we need to be looking at what the roots are that drive people both into this work and and into drug use and other uh, addiction misuse and and see what, you know, if we can fix the root causes of those problems and and the needs for people to turn uh, to work like this. I think, um, you know, I'd hate to see a sign off on it, but, um, you know, when it probably wouldn't be the craziest thing Burlington's ever done.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's a subject. That's a subject for another show. We could do a whole show on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, l- let's see if we can find some common ground before we, uh, we let you both go here. Uh, bo- uh, Senator Corey Parent along with Senator Kesha Rahm Hinsdale on Travels with Charlie. And again, if you have a question, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Lots of federal money coming to Vermont. Can we expect some tax relief? I remember talking with the former governor at the time was governor Howard Dean. And he said, you want to see people, uh, just argue in Montpelier. Wait till you have a surplus. Um, you got to be careful about, uh, funding for ongoing projects. You both understand that. Well, any, any thoughts on that? Uh, Corey, go first.
3: I, I think we got to find something, special with property taxes. We really got to look at, at how this, you know, impacts folks because. You know, the issue no one's talking about is, uh, is, is property reappraisals. Typically the state of Vermont gets five a year and I think this year 25 towns were triggered and, and people may be living in homes they bought 15, 20 years ago and if all of a sudden their home goes from an appraised value of, uh, 180,000 to 360,000, you know, Theoretically, the property taxes could double. They they don't always, but yeah. what what that'll do is, is likely. You know, the rate will come down, but the dollar amount will probably go up. Right. And we need to make sure that Vermont's still affordable for people who didn't just move here in the last year and a half.
0: And and we've um, seen just, a lot of a, we've seen a lot of that price spike uh, because right. of COVID. And, really,
3: right? Correct. And and you know, most people realize just because your house worth more today doesn't mean that's actually money in your bank account. That's you know, right. That's just you know, that's just on paper and. And you know those that type of uh, net worth, if you will, doesn't pay taxes. There's no cash flow off of it, and so um, you know we got to make sure that you know Vermonters can afford to stay in their homes, and that we fund schools appropriately, and um you know re- really drive down there. So I, I think you know if there's a place for tax relief, I think that's the place for it.
0: Um, Kesha, and, I'll, and I'll let you get the out. I'll let you get the last word uh, on travels with Charlie today.
2: Well, you know, just going back to our desire to get a lot of new units of housing online, that does grow the grand list, which helps relieve those property tax burdens. You know, the other thing I would say, and and Senator Parent may agree, um, you know, I support the property tax relief for veterans that we've been talking about. Um, You know, it's something that a lot of other states do, and I have another bill for property tax relief um, and income tax relief for federal pensioners, uh, really low-income folks who are having their pension double taxed. So, you know, we can get into specifics at, a, at another show, but, you know, I think uh, we're looking for ways to make Vermont more affordable for everyone. All, all right. Well, that's, we that's, enjoy
0: having that conversation. that's good news, and I think we have ended on a common note. We all want to make it more affordable to live here and work here. In Vermont, Kesha, Rahm Hinsdale, and Corey Parent, both senators. Thank you for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. And, and Kesha, when you're ready to make that announcement, we we'll, be happy to have you back here on Travels with Charlie.
4: All right. I'll see
2: you then. And thanks so much for having
0: me. All right. Thanks. Uh, now, yes. keep it right Thank here. Thanks, Corey. Good talking with you as well. Now, coming up, uh, start the new year with a positive approach. Certified health coach, Chef Courtney Contos joins me right after the break, right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. When I'm on my travels throughout Vermont, I know where to stop for a fill-up, fresh-made sandwiches, snacks, hot coffee, or an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Jolly Convenience Stores. With over 40 in our area, there's always one nearby. And they're more than a quick stop. Proudly supporting local charities, community events, and our military. Jolly Convenience Stores. Home of the Daily Smile. Even behind that mask. Stop by today. You'll be glad you did. Uh, I'm, I gotta, uh, I'm spacing on this one. <laughs> Welcome back to Travels with Charlie Coram. Always trying to stump me with the bumper music. It's very familiar. I can hum it. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Chef Courtney Contost is my next guest. Oh, Bob Seeger. All right. I got it. Uh, did I get it right? It is Bob Seeger. Yeah. Uh, Chef Courtney Contost joining me on the phone line here on Travels with Charlie, a certified Health coach, a chef specializing in functional medicine, a teacher, a former kitchen store owner, and a friend. Welcome to Travels with Charlie, Chef Courtney Contos. It's been a long time since we've talked on the air. Good morning, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon,
4: Charlie. Oh my gosh, so great to be back on the air with you. We have, I don't even know how many years of memories together, over 10. Uh, sharing a radio show and talking food news and all things fun around the kitchen. So, so happy to be here with you. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you, Courtney. Let's talk a little bit about and give some background to our new listening audience here on WDEV. That uh, may not know you from a, from the previous show. You know, you were a chef for many years. You're still a chef. You were a a teacher. You you taught uh, cooking classes. You owned, as I mentioned, a a kitchen store. Uh, and then you've changed to, to somewhat to, to to a health coach. Uh, you know, in combining all of your other skills as well. You know, with food and everything. How did that all come about? Yeah. Uh,
4: so. I owned a kitchen store for, I don't know, eight years in Vermont. I taught a 100 cooking classes a year, never repeated. And during that time, I was suffering with chronic pain from rheumatoid arthritis. And I just kind of was told that that's my... You know, that's me for the rest of my life that I'll be in a wheelchair and that I was just to take lots of, um, pharmaceuticals and just call it, you know, a day and, and I couldn't really function anymore. So a good friend of mine was a functional medicine doctor and turned me kind of onto this world that, um, is really a systems biology based approach that focuses on identifying and really addressing the root cause of disease. So rheumatoid arthritis, all these labels don't really exist. What happens is the body goes out of balance. So I went on this journey and, you know, had it like what I feel like was a transformation, got my health back in order, and uh, realized that, you know, I really had to be on purpose, part two, which is kind of how I look at it. I was on purpose living a life, you know, following my kind of dreams and my intuitions, owning a cooking school, and they all came true. And then I just felt like now I have to help others. I have this desire, this pull to support others on their beautiful health journeys. Because when you go on these journeys, you there's a lot of lifestyle changes, and you want to feel empowered. I mean, if you just went into that office or had that visit with, a functional medicine doctor and didn't have the support of a health coach, a lot of people would not succeed because it just takes a lot of cheerleading. It takes accountability. It takes setting realistic goals and tons of resources. So that's kind of what led me to where I am now, and I'm a board-certified health coach. I work with um, two different teams of doctors, and then I have uh, some clients that I will Still find room for, uh, amidst working with those other doctors, uh, in, in different states and it's incredible. It's a beautiful, you know, and I get to talk about food because what health yeah. journey doesn't uh, require a ton of cooking?
0: Well, I'm, and, and I'm glad uh, that it does because uh, I, you know, I've certainly eaten, <laughs> eaten, you know, many of the meals that you've prepared. You're you're a wonderful chef. Uh, always had fun when you know we've done uh, multiple shows as as you mentioned with. And there was even one time you lit a grill and you made, uh, uh, I think, al pastor. Um, you, you're growing you tacos peanut, right
4: outside. Right, yes, oh. right outside the studio.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Now, if you'd like to find out more information about what Courtney does, com. That's c as in Courtney. C-O-N-T-O-S dot com. Very simple. You can find out, uh, uh you know, w- what's going on. And maybe if you're looking for some sort of a lifestyle changes, she can help you out with that. One of the things that we always did, you'd always come up with a list of, uh, things that, uh, that, that, you're, you're working on right now or things that are very important to, to you. And one of them that, that came up as I looked at your feed, uh, this week is, is the, your sauna. And this is interesting because, you know, here we are, you know, we're expecting sub-zero temperatures on Wednesday and you can't get away. You can't get to a warmer climate. What do you do when you're chilling here in a cold climate? You get us, you get yourself a sauna. What are the health benef- benefits of this sauna? And you actually point one out on your website.
4: Yeah, you know, and the sauna that I have is, it's, it's a little unique because, well, a couple of reasons. There's no um dirty electricity, so that's something that first thing I look for in a sauna is that there's no kind of, that you're not harming yourself while you think you're, you know, uh, healing yourself. So it's designed that it's grounded cables. I'm actually grounded uh to the earth while I'm in the sauna, and it's near infrared. So there's different types of technology. So it's a really um, targeted approach to really getting deep into like the organs, not just on a cellular level. So, you know, so many benefits to saunas. Um, detoxification is probably the first thing that I think about, which is just, you know, we've got to sweat. So however you're, you know, you're going to do it, you know, whether the exercise, that's great, but while you're exercising, you tend to be really in like a, almost like a stress state, you know, a high um, energy stress state. So, to be sweating when you're in what's called like a parasympathetic uh, state, there's just so much benefit. There's just tons of benefits. And then, I like the, you know, this I kind of get to do two things at once. So while I'm in there, I'm generally meditating or I'm listening to a book on tape and, like, furthering, you know, just, you know, my knowledge and research on all the health, you know, field. So it's a great time to actually, you know, jump into, like, a Joe Dispenza uh, meditation, great time to, um, you know, just kind of go inward. So
1: Courtney
4: so much happening and, and with everything these days you need to quiet
0: yourself Chef Courtney, doing that Chef Courtney Canto is my guest uh, this afternoon on Travels with Charlie she's a certified health coach and if you have a question for her 244 or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. so uh, sweating is good for you but you also I know that you're a great believer in it's good to have a little bit of cold whether it's uh, you know turning the, the and I've tried this before you know you <laughs> You, you take a nice hot shower, and then just like one minute before you get out, you you turn it all the way to the right, and you just whack oh. yourself with cold. And what are the benefits of that other than, you know, scaring the hell out of you and, you know, the obvious, I'll say it, the shrinkage factor. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: you know, the, it's like it, it's really spring cleaning for yourself. Um, these cold therapies, they really promote longevity. And it's just one of those longevity benefits. And it is just a natural cellular cleanup. It makes me think of autophagy. And absolutely. So you can actually, um, if you're in Vermont now, great time to go outside. You know, maybe, you know, you just have your underwear on. I'm assuming you have some (laughs) privacy or you can wear your swim trunks. And just go outside and, and dance to a song. Like just go out and start dancing. And play a song, and you are going to be boosting your metabolism getting that cold therapy. So, sure, you can do it with a shower. You can head outside. You can do a cold wow. plunge. You can even just start with just doing your face in an ice bath and just making sure you're getting the pineal gland right in between your eyebrows. Do a face plunge. And what that does is it also puts you in a parasympathetic state. It helps reduce mm-hmm. stress.
0: I'm sure the neighbors would really appreciate me running outside with just my underwear on. I'll tell them, Chef Courtney told me to do this as, as, as I'm being chased by the police. Oh <laughs> always, so I, I love the topic that you bring up here. We always have lots of fun. Chef Courtney Contos, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. We're going to talk about your book of the year when we come back from this break. Uh, keep it right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The Waste and Resource Management Industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of The Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. I think I need Chef Courtney Contos to help me out on this one, although I should know it's ACDC. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Bumper music blitz. Back with Travels with Charlie on WDEV, and my guest is Chef Courtney Contos. Hey, quick shout-out to to my sponsors that uh, keep this radio program on the air and appreciative of Milne Travel American Express. They've been doing it since 1975. Casella Waste Systems, casella.com, zero-sort recycling, helping to keep it all out of the landfill. And jolly convenience stores, hot coffee, sandwiches, snacks, ice-cold Coca-Cola products, fuel, and uh, the Daily Smile Home of the Daily Smile. Chef Courtney Cantos, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. She is a certified health coach as well as a chef, and your book of the year, Chef, The Art of Aging Well. Now, this is something that our listeners certainly—man, who who isn't in, interested in aging well? Let's talk a little bit about this this book. Yeah.
4: So by Dr. Frank Littman, he's one of my doctors. is in New York City. Um, and I, I just have a tiny correction. I may have written that wrong at the moment, but it's The New Rules of Aging Well by Dr. Frank Littman. And this is, really goes back to the foundations of functional medicine. So diving deep into little easy ads. So when you're on a health journey, it's like there's so many things that you want to do, but you just start slowly. And that's what I like this book is you can open on any page and just jump in, whether it's focusing on food, ditching the industrial oils. Um, whether it's focusing on fitness and rest, and being reminded, oh yeah, I want to use the foam roller and roll my fascia every day, or is it going deeper into wellness? And uh, and then there's a section on everyday habits. So it's a really nice. It's the book I give everyone. It's just like a great, you know, gift to your friend. It's not kind of insulting. It's just everyone wants to age well. You know, it's not here. Go work out more, or or you eat like crap. Here's this book. It's a really gentle yeah. way to kind of. Introduce someone to health and introduce them into functional medicine. Uh, great book, great, uh, doctor, and I love it. I just
0: love it. And of course, Courtney, this time of year, you know, a lot of people have resolutions, of whether it be to lose weight or just to, to be more healthy. It's great reading. Some of the things that he does bring up in the book is, uh, interesting. Uh, you know, eating less. Well, that makes sense, of course. Uh, you know, you gotta at some point push yourself away from that table. Uh, but, <laughs> but practice intermittent fasting. And switching to gentler workouts. Now, those are things that, you know, people think, man, you got to work out really hard. But, you know, know, a gentler workout. And if you could also bring up the incredible power of mushrooms.
4: Yes, I'm drinking some mushroom coffee right now. And you just reminded me, one thing I like to ask the people that I help is, let's imagine six months from now you've accomplished your goal. What steps have you taken to achieve it? You know, and it just kind of helps you. See the end and then work your way there. What steps would you have taken to achieve it if you're already there? And mushroom coffee, um, intermittent fasting is fantastic. Right now I'm 16 hours, you no know, food. What does that do for you? It promotes, again, longevity. It cleans up the cells in the body. It can help give your gut a break. You know, you need to do that sometimes. Of course, unless, you know, you have insulin issues, obviously there are some people, it's not for everybody. But then the mushroom coffee, oh, my goodness, for somatics. Love this company. You want to talk about brain health, immune health, and uh, the four Sigmatic is great. Uh, there's, it's, they have instant coffee packets that have chaga, lion's mane, and rhodiola all into them, and you can just open it up, throw it in your cup, add some hot water, and all of a sudden your focus um, can. You can really, you really notice that your focus gets better and hey who can use we all could use a little immune boosting yeah right um, and that's what that's what the um the lion's mane is good for also the chaga good immune boosters you know especially the chaga mushroom so yeah mushroom coffee um is fantastic so fun you know and just not it's not something you have to have every day but one of the tools in your toolkit and i forgot to mention the name of my sauna because i think people may ask is Sauna Space, and you can find all these links on my website, too, but Sauna Space, and they make a small near-infrared light that's on my desk right now, and you'll see it, it's called a photon, and I just sit in front of that pretty much my whole work day. and I've got that near-infrared light. I'm really into light therapy. Um, there's a lot we can do, and it really promotes also our circadian rhythm by getting outside, touching the morning sunrise, yeah. touching the the sunset. You know, if there is sun, you know, I know in Vermont it can be gloomy, but Mm -hmm. that is helpful. And you know what? The biggest free tip is avoid blue light three hours before bed. Blue light and food. Computer screens, right? Yeah, screens. Blue light smashes melatonin. So that's even the refrigerator light, the bathroom light. Switch your light bulbs. I have all those resources I share with clients to create nighttime uh, routine.
0: And again, you can find out more information at ccontos.com about the sauna space and uh, the uh, the photon light. Uh, uh, we talked about the incredible power of mushrooms, uh, switching to gentler workouts, and also, well, it seems to be a trend here. You know, you take off your clothes and run outside, but also walking barefoot. There's some, there's some benefits to walking barefoot, right?
4: Oh, my gosh. Blood viscosity, like 100%. So we are electrical beings. We are you know we're alive because of a charge we're electrical beings so we get a charge from the ocean from the sun from the earth and when we got rubber-fold shoes all sorts of diseases started to develop so if you can get yourself outside barefoot or some leather-fold shoes and or hook yourself up to a grounding wire which you can do a really quick diy with some copper wire connected to the earth outside it is nice to use a meter to make sure the earth you're using doesn't have any geopathic stress in that area but that's a whole other conversation. The other thing that's key, you know, we've got to still have a little wine. I know the holidays are over. I'm a big fan of clean crafted wine, no pesticides. You know, the average bottle of wine can have 16 added grams of sugar. So I, um, I uh, work with Scout and Cellar. and one of their consultants for clean crafted wine. I didn't bring wine for two years. I missed it. I'm a chef. I did not know such great wines existed with low sugar. No chemicals. The average bottle of wine has, what, 250 commonly FDA-approved additives. You know, I mean, it's nuts. So I love clean, crafted wine, biodynamic. It all comes from Scout & Cellar. It's the only wine I drink. Uh, they have wines from all around the world, and uh, they're based in Texas. Really nice company. Nice. And they ship, you know, they ship to your house. So I'm in the wine club called Scout Circle. So all you right,
0: well, we'll, m- you know, a month, we'll check that out. Scout and Seller. Chef Courtney Contos, my guest on uh, Travels with Charlie. Chef, this has been so much fun. We, we got to do it again. We used to do a monthly uh, program on uh, the old uh, the old show. So maybe you can come on back every once in a while, and we'll discuss uh, even more. If people want to find out more information, ccontos.com. Chef Courtney. Thank you so much for being a guest on my program today. Oh,
4: uh, thanks for creating this great new memory for the year. And absolutely, we'll just keep chatting because it's just too fun. It's good for it's good right.
0: for our health. Absolutely, <laughs> it is. Courtney, take care. Good to talk with you today. Thanks to my guest, uh, Chef Courtney Contos, Senators Kesha Rom Hinsdale, and Corey Parent. We're going to be back with you on Monday, January twenty fourth. For another program here on WDEV, Travels with Charlie, sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne Travel American Express, theme song written and performed by Billy Bratcher, my executive producer, Brad Ferlin, director and uh, bumper music guy, Steve Cormier. I'm Charlie Papillo, and I'll see you in my travels.